Hello and welcome. You're listening to Journal with Jenny. This podcast will give you ideas to apply writing and journaling strategies that will help you focus on what matters most to you while exploring some of life's big questions. This is your host, Jennifer Traster, a mom, wife, teacher, learner, and expert in using journaling and writing that will empower you to write your best life story and live it. Today we have a guest who I'm so excited to have here, and her name is Michelle Henshaw. She is an award-winning global coach, mentor, and speaker whose mission is to help clients create a life and business that lights them up and fills them with joy. Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. Um, Could you tell us um, and the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I I don't think I can say it nearly as well as you did, (laughs) but I am um, a life and business coach, a mindful life and business coach, and um, I work with heart-centered entrepreneurs to really get their businesses and their lives aligned and working powerfully for them so that their business can provide the life that they dream of and and deserve. Um, And I'm also the creator of the Life Path Design Method. Um, which is kind of like getting a bespoke roadmap for your life and uncovering um, your own path and showing you how to walk it. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, I'm wondering how you use journaling and writing personally or in your business. So I would say that I've used journaling since I was probably about six or seven years old, although it wasn't referred to as journaling then. we would, I suppose we would just call it writing or diarying. Right. Um, but I was, um, so I had quite um, a, a traumatic childhood, mm-hmm. <laughs> shall we say. Um, I grew up on my own, I was an only child. I grew up on my own with my mum until I was 12 years old when I left there. But um, my mum suffered with quite severe mental health challenges. Um, and so, um, I had my own challenges right. and one of the things that happened as a result of that is I developed a stress stammer mm-hmm. and um, for that reason and various other reasons I was um, bullied at school so I became incredibly introverted um, and so I quite literally didn't have a voice and so writing was a way for me to really have a voice it helped me it gave me an outlet to express what I was feeling what I was going through um, which obviously was therapeutic I didn't really realize that at the time mm-hmm. um, but it was an outlet for my creativity as well and um, so yeah I would start I would say it, it all started about age six or seven when I used to just write anything I was thinking of feeling or any ideas I had or you know about what was going on at home or at school um, but I would draw as well, so um, you know, be creative in that sense, and I would write little bits of poetry and rhymes and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it helped me enormously, I think, deal with things to to cope with what was going on um, at the time. So that's how it started, um, and then it became just a beautiful habit, really, that's yeah. carried on through the rest of my life and into my business. You know, through early relationships um, and uh, work experiences and starting my business and um, yeah I use it in every area of my life both creatively and therapeutically I'd say. 
And I'm curious, when you started writing when you were younger, did that just come to you intuitively or do you remember somebody giving you a diary or showing you how to journal or anything? Nobody showed me how to journal. Mm -hmm. um, but I was given, um, so I spent quite a bit of time in foster homes as well when I was, because my mum was, um, was sectioned quite a lot. So I would go into foster homes when she was sectioned. And one of my foster parents just gave me a notebook and some colored pencils. And I think that's where it all started. I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, I had no idea that I had any, well, I still don't actually, no artistic flair. <laughs> Although I do like to color things. Right. Um, but I just started to write and um, I liked rhymes. You know, I, was, I was always a huge reader of books, still am, hugely mm -hmm. passionate about reading. Um, and so I loved at that point in time, you know, at that young age, I loved write, uh, reading things like Alice in Wonderland and um, all the Lewis Carroll and um, Winnie the Pooh and, and books like that. And mm -hmm. they all had these incredible sort of nonsense creative rhymes in them that I absolutely loved. So I started to emulate those and have a go at writing little rhymes and things. Um, so it all started, I suppose, with that notebook and those coloured pencils. Oh, neat. Okay, and then that's just carried on throughout your whole life. It just became a habit yeah. that you've continued and... Yeah, absolutely. Because it's something that's very personal as well. Even, mm -hmm. even when you journal for business, it's something that's very personal. It feels um, like a safe way of expressing yourself mm -hmm. and exploring your ideas that you don't necessarily have to share with anyone. You know, mm -hmm. even in a blog, people are going to read the blog, people are going to see the blog. If you use video, people are going to use it. Well, I suppose, unless you don't publish them, but yeah. generally I think people use video um, because they want people to see the video. Mm -hmm. But journaling is just a very personal, very private way of exploring what you're feeling, exploring your ideas, that until you sort of form them, you don't, you're under no obligation to share with anyone. Right, but it, like you said, it still gives you a voice. It definitely gives you a voice. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a really powerful form of expression, I feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. So do you have a daily writing practice or anything that you do regularly with journaling? Yes, I do. So um, I journal both personally and for my business. So in my business, I tend to start with um, maybe half an hour, 40 minutes of free flow journaling mm -hmm. in the morning because I find the morning the best time to sort of get, yeah. just doing that in the morning gets me in the right frame of mind for coming to my business. So to just get all those ideas, because you know, I don't know about you, but I can wake up with the little ideas floating around my head mm -hmm. or, you know, ones that I've gone to sleep with that I think I must remember that in the morning and write it in my journal. And so I find that a really good way to start the day and before I step into my business. Mm -hmm. um, and then I will be just doing little bits of journaling all day through the day as, as ideas come or I have conversations that bring up ideas. Um, and then in personally, in the evening, I use my free flow personal journal as a way of ending the day as well. So it's like nice. a transition from being in my business to switching off okay. is just that sort of 
I try to give it half an hour. Usually I go way over that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just sort of sit with a cup of tea um, and just free flow write about how I felt about the day or anything that's come up. And it just all goes out there, just all goes in there. And I find that a really, for me, an incredibly relaxing way to end the business day and, mm -hmm. and start my evening. Yeah, like you said, it's a nice transition to bridge you then into your personal life or your evening. You can put yeah. down on the page how your day was, how you felt about it, and it's probably setting you up even for the next day, but yet it's a nice transition into your evenings too. Yeah, absolutely. And there's something about that uh, physical closing of the journal mm. that is like, okay, that's done now. Right. Let me spend time with my partner or my family or, you know, whatever. It's that, it's, it's literal closure, isn't it, mm -hmm. on the day? Yeah, I never thought about it like that, but you're right. It's and really... I don't have to be worried about not remembering anything for the next day because it's all there in my journal. So mm -hmm. I can relax and sleep well. Oh, cool. Okay. So um, what about any tips for the audience about writing or journaling? So I'm a bit of an, an organize <laughs> to the nth degree kind of person. Mm -hmm. So I have, um, I have my free flow journal, which is literally just when I sit at the beginning and the end of the day, just, you know, let it go out uncensored, just write it all out. Mm -hmm. But then I have, um, I have journals for everything then. So I start with a big thick journal for that. And then I tend to go on to the smaller moleskin journals. Mm -hmm. um, so I have one for sort of my marketing. Um, I did creative ideas around my marketing. Um, I have one for kind of courses and programs because I run a lot of online courses and programs. Um, I have one for my affirmations, a special one just for affirmations. Nice. One for my creative writing. Um, what else do I have? Oh, all, all manner. I think I've got about half a dozen on the go at the moment. But I think one that your listeners might find really useful is, um, and I use this technique with my clients as well, mm -hmm. is I have my own 5-2 journal. So it's a bit like the 5-2 diet, but for your life and business. Right. <laughs> and I think particularly at the moment, I'm sharing this technique a lot with my friends as well as my clients, because I think there's a there's a, a temptation at the moment because of the way things are moving through this crazy season we're in, that things are picking up pace. And I think there's a temptation to sort of get caught up in that and um, a risk that we can then become overloaded and overwhelmed again. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've been using this technique, sharing this technique quite a lot. And it's literally just because I think we all, if we do journal, if we do any sort of writing, if you're in business, we all make a list of tasks for the day. Right. And then I think, you know, we can get a bit carried away with that. Mm -hmm. We can be a bit over ambitious <laughs> with it. And then that can lead to frustration at the end of the day when you've not ticked enough off. Yeah. So my five of two diet method is um, to just list five tasks for the day. And if you have to double it up, you have to double it up to 10. Um, but the idea is for every five tasks to just extract two and mm -hmm. leave three behind. So you're sort of thinning out your day before you even start. 
So there's less tendency for you to become overwhelmed and right. um, and burn out. And then the strange thing is, I started using this years ago, and generally I still find now that some of those tasks I sort of put a line through that I left behind. Uh -huh. I start the day thinking, well, I'll just be moving those over to tomorrow. But quite often by the end of the day, there's actually no need to move those across. They either weren't as important as I imagined they were, mm. or they've been taken care of in some other way as the day has gone on. But if I'd left them on my list at the beginning of the day, I might have got a bit overwhelmed and then frustrated mm -hmm. at the end of the day because I hadn't ticked them off. So I would say, have a go at a 5-2 journal. Just every yeah. a page for every day where you just list your tasks, but then be brave enough to put a line through a good percentage of them. Okay, yeah, even, even just when I was home um, on this lockdown, I thought, well, I'm home. I should get all these things done at home and all this cleaning and all this and that. So I'd make these lists and I wouldn't even get through, you know, one or two throughout the day. It would take me like a week or more <laughs> to get right. through those things. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'll just do this all today. And um, yeah. But then you do feel a little bit defeated or disappointed in yourself because it's like, why didn't I get more done? But really, it was unrealistic. But um, I think yeah. I just and had we this notion. Right? Yeah, like, well, I'm home. I should do this. But yeah. no. Um, yeah, that's a really good idea. For... And I think the other thing about just extracting those couple of tasks mm -hmm. is that it really makes you focus on just those two things and not rushing through them either, just taking time to do them and really focusing. And if you can, you know, depending on the task, as long as it's not sort of emptying the trash or, right. um, you know, cleaning the toilet, if you can find something to enjoy in, in them as well, I think that just knowing that you've got more time because you've got less to do mm -hmm. helps you to find the joy in the tasks as well yeah well that's so, a yeah, great idea try, yeah i like that five two journal i like that a lot um okay what about some of the best writing advice you've gotten or journaling ideas that have helped you the most oh gosh well i think that would have started with my uh, English teacher at school mm. so probably around sort of age 11 12 when um, I first started focusing really on writing and on my English um, and he said always write when you start to write always write uncensored and unedited mm -hmm. because that's the only way the creativity can flow creativity can't flow with boundaries and restrictions Mm -hmm. And I think that was amazing advice because as a, a super organized Virgo, <laughs> particularly, <laughs> I would have a tendency, if I, I, if I hadn't heard that and tried that, I would have a tendency to just start, to start writing specifically in all my journals for the purpose of that journal. Mm -hmm. But I think there's something really powerful about that free flow writing first. Mm -hmm it's um it's cathartic it's therapeutic uh it helps you explore your creativity mm -hmm. i think when you just allow yourself to do that things come out that you never would have expected right and and then you can organize those thoughts and ideas well it's kind of like you know even before we started just like 
letting that big exhale out of like letting go of the day, it's almost like you're letting a big exhale out on the page when you just free flow, let everything out, and then it just clears that space or makes that transition um, even better so that you can move on. Yeah, Do you right? find that's a really that? good description, actually. That's a yeah. So mm -hmm. it is, it's like that breath work, isn't it? It's like a big, yeah. You know, I do yoga and, and we do a lot of pranayama breath work. Mm -hmm. um, and before we even start, we always do that. We let that big breath out, just sigh, mm -hmm. just get it all out. And it is, you're absolutely right. That, that just that hour or so at the end of the day for me is like a big sigh. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. What about any stories or breakthroughs while journaling? Do you have any thoughts on oh, that? They come up all the time, honestly, all the time, particularly in that free flow state. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for me, it would go back to that early experience of just the realization that writing gives you a voice, even when you don't feel you have a voice. Right. Um, so I think that was a, a massive breakthrough, thankfully, very early oh, on yes. in my life, um, that has stuck with me ever since. Um, and, you know, a lot of my clients particularly are introverts. Mm -hmm. I work with heart-centered people, so heart-centered entrepreneurs. Quite a lot of them are introverts. Um, I've even worked with people who've had trauma and they don't feel they have a voice. There are confidence issues. Mm -hmm. And so I would always start them off with writing because, you know, for the reasons that we, we said earlier that you, it's, it can be completely personal and private. It's something that unlike video or blogging or any of those other um, techniques and processes, unless you really want to, you don't have to share it with anyone. Mm -hmm. It can be very, very personal and private, but you still feel you have a voice. Exactly, yeah. Your voice is on the page and your journal yeah. listens. <laughs> your journal listens when nobody else does, right. yeah. Exactly, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, when you're brave enough, you can reach people with that voice. Mm -hmm. When you've built that confidence through the page, I really think that that confidence then starts to come out in other areas of your life. Oh, I would agree with that. Way. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of sharing, do you have any um, thing that you'd like to share with us? I thought it might be fun to share a bit of poetry. Well, it, it's it's not a fun piece, but it, um, mm -hmm. I wrote this recently that um, interestingly, uh, when I because I usually, outside of this crazy season, I travel a lot with my mm -hmm. work and my business, and just because it's a personal passion as well. And not so much here in the UK or in the US, but particularly in Europe, mm -hmm. people will ask me quite a lot about my physical scars because I had cancer, I had a tumor, so I have some scars. Mm -hmm. And people are not shy in Europe about asking you about your physical scars. But it got me to thinking that, you know, people notice your physical scars, Mm -hmm. They don't always think about the scars they can't see. Mm. And so I wrote a little poem about it. Um, and I thought it might be nice to share that with you. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's entitled Scars. 
So there are scars you see and scars you don't. Scars that heal and scars that won't. Only see what I show you or beyond what I don't. My scars are my making, my trophies, my wins. But they're also my weakness from the depth of my skin. My physical scars have a story to tell. But what lies beneath them is proof I survived hell. Childhood abuse, toxic love, the big C. The deepest scars are beyond the damage you see. At the hands of the bullies, this stammering child withdrew from her brilliance, her right to run wild. But I knew even then that the time would come when my scars and me would have our time in the sun. I don't cover my scars now. I show them with pride. And I'm here to tell you that there's no need to hide. Shine in your brilliance. Live your life in the sun. Don't wait for permission. Your time has come. We're here for a purpose. Have gifts we can share. It's our duty while we're here to show others we care. To pass on our learnings. To support and inspire. But first, remove the camouflage. Be who you really are. Wear your scars with huge pride, those we see and those we don't. You are unique, you are gifted. You don't serve when you hide. Let me tell you something now, and it may change your life. Your path is there waiting. It's your purpose, your right. So when you look at me now, what do you see? Do you see what I am to you or all I can be? Mm, thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing Thanks. that with us. That's just another um, creative outlet for me. Just yeah. writing. I don't do it very often anymore, but I used to be quite prolific when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do it now and again when I just feel inspired I in love, my creative writing journal. And I love the message behind that poem that your scars make you unique. Not only yeah. the ones you can see, but the ones that are underneath and and that we all have gifts to share and that we should shine and live in our purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a message for us when we go about our lives as well to think about the scars that people might be carrying mm -hmm. that we don't see. Do you think if you didn't have writing or if you hadn't found writing as a child do you think you would have come to all these understandings or um, had these breakthroughs if you hadn't had a pen and a paper absolutely not no way i wouldn't have had a voice mm -hmm. um and actually um another story that is might be useful to share is that when I started to write, when I was very young, um, because of my mother's condition, we had an assigned social worker. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was probably about eight or nine, one of the social workers found one of my journals and read some of what my, you know, I'd, I was just really free-flowing then and writing about mm -hmm. what was going on at home and what the, um, and that actually led to me getting speech therapy. Oh. 
and to um, other kinds of help as well. So, you know, even in that sort of practical sense, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have got that help if I hadn't been writing. Mm -hmm. And who knows what might have happened. But for me, more importantly than that, it was, it was something I discovered I was good at as well. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, I didn't really think I was good at anything. And so, you know, I would then write stories for school and my work would be marked mm. bet better than it had before. Because before I was just doing it functionally, mm -hmm. because I was being told I had to do it. When I started to write for myself, creatively and therapeutically, it gave me a whole different approach to my schoolwork. Mm -hmm. And so my schoolwork improved. Oh, that's so, cool. so no, you know, the answer to your question is no. And maybe I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't have even survived. Maybe mm -hmm. I would, certainly wouldn't have survived emotionally intact. Right. Maybe I would still have a stammer. Maybe I wouldn't have done so well educationally because it wouldn't have made that difference to my schoolwork. It certainly made a difference to my confidence, my self confidence. Mm -hmm. And if I hadn't had that, I wouldn't have been able to do any of the things I've done in my life. So I guess I owe it to that early foster parent for giving me that mm -hmm. notebook and colored pencils. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, it's um, it's been your tool to survival, but also just to empower you and to show you different perspectives too and who you could be. Yeah, absolutely. Really Possibilities lie on the page, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. That's thank you for sharing that with us. No, oh, you're welcome. Very welcome. So if our audience would like to get in touch with you or learn more about you or what you have to offer, can you uh, let them know how to do that? Sure. Um, you can visit my website at lifepathdesign.com um, where you can download a free guide to Life Path Design. So you, um, my, the guide is completely free to download um, and it will give you an idea of whether you're already walking your path um, and some ideas about ways to explore whether you're really living your purpose mm -hmm. uh, and you're walking your own life path. And uh, I have a group, private group on Facebook, the Mindful Entrepreneur Group, like for short. Uh, listeners are more than welcome to come over and join me there. I do lots of live gatherings there. Uh, I have a coaching cafe live every month, which is a, an open Q&A, completely free, and uh, share lots of my insights and my writing um, and tips and uh, processes for business, for business building and for doing business mindfully and for getting life and business aligned and working for you. So more than welcome to come over and join me there. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. It's just You're been so an welcome. honor to have you on and everything you shared was so beautiful and I think it will inspire so many. Oh, thank you. It's been wonderful. It's just such a joy to have a space to talk about writing mm -hmm. and uh, with somebody that's equally as passionate about it as I am. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you.